This podcast is brought to you by the Trillium Awakening Teacher Circle. To find out more about how to grasp the means of your own awakening, visit our website at www.trilliumawakening.org. So I just, I, I have to tell you, I don't really know where I found this expression, the forever connection. I don't know that it's something that I made up, but I heard it someplace and I just kind of fell in love with that, that the phrase forever connection and, and just started sort of um, just considering it in my own life. What could, this, what could this phrase forever connection mean to me? And especially, what does it mean to me in terms of my own embodied awakening and the process of unfolding um, my awakening? So I did, in the, um, the announcement that went out about this, I did make some references to where I was beginning to find a connection to this word forever connection and what we're already teaching it in, in Trillium. And part of, I think, in terms of the awakening process too, so I like to consider this awakening process and what are some of the fundamental aspects of our awakening process. One of them is to begin to have and deepen in the direct experience, recognition, and realization of that ground of being that underlies all of creation. And I was glad someone did mention today, uh, Margit Bantowski, one of our interning teachers, has created two video panels. I was in one of them, and Laura, who's with us today, was also in one of the panels. And those panels were on trust in, trust in being. And a lot of the panelists talked about that kind of fundamental field that underlies all of creation that we sometimes call being. It's a field that doesn't really change, but supports all change. It underlies all change. It in and of itself is just a um, field of fundamental, sometimes we just call it wellness or fundamental okayness, just non-change, non-movement, but all pure potential. And in our Trillium path, we recognize that whole being realization, that awakening, is a recognition that um, all phenomena, which means all objects and all others, are of the same essence as our own conscious nature. So again, what is that same essence? What is our conscious nature? Again, I'd like to suggest to you that it's that field of non-change. Some um, traditions call it the absolute, something that doesn't change, change at all. Some call it consciousness. But that field of source, that field of being. And the other thing about that field, that source, that field of being, is that it is eternal. And it lasts forever. So here it is. It's something that connects all of creation. It underlies all of creation. And it's eternal. It doesn't, la it doesn't end. It doesn't begin, actually. It always is. It already and always is. So again, that word forever. Um, and I like to realize that to recognize that word forever, not as something that starts now and from now on goes on forever, but really is eternal. It's been here before the present moment. And it doesn't actually depend on me to, for its existence. It is just existential. It's beyond all, um, all phenomena in creation. So... Um, 
a lot of times in people in there, as their awakening unfolds, we begin to suggest to them that they sense into, if consciousness seems too big, a, uh, too abstract a concept to sense into, we might just be able to sense into a sense of wellness that is always there. A sense of, um, like some people would say that they might, especially as they age, they recognize there's some sense of self that they've had even since they were very, very young, there's something about their nature that feels it doesn't age. The body ages, thoughts and ideas mature and, um, and morph. But we often have a sense like, but I feel essentially the same. I don't really feel my age. And so that, again, we start pointing to what do people feel that is essentially who they are? And often just something as simple as it just feels well. It feels undisturbed. It feels okay. And those can seem like kind of almost like, well, that's not much. We often overlook what is so obvious and so always there because it seems too simple. But if you stop to think about a field of no change is ultimately very simple. It doesn't change. It underlies and supports all of the field of change. It also connects its underlying nature connects everything. So as I said, for me, um, this idea of giving it a different name, the forever connection, felt a little, the, the novelty of it helped me appreciate aspects of consciousness that I wasn't, just the word consciousness didn't seem to have for me contain some of these concepts of forever and that it connects everything. Another, it, in fact, it is one of the things that interlim awakening, when we are clarifying someone's awakening, we're also looking for a sense of non-separateness, a sense of connection. So we might first, and of course I'm simplifying things and everyone's own awakening is very unique, but often people have that sense of connection by first kind of tapping into that field of non-change and recognizing that it is what underlies and connects everything in creation. But we also start to recognize that we personally are connected to everything in, nation, in, in, in the natural world as well. And we're also often talking to someone as we clarify their awakening as to how they sense that non-separateness, what we call non-separateness. And we do like to clarify a commonly held belief. I mean, if, if you start to talk about it, you realize, oh, that doesn't really make sense, but it can be kind of in shadow. But because some schools of awakening use the word unity, like unity consciousness, and we might hold an unexamined belief that unity means like everything gets put in a gigantic cosmic blender and blended up so that there's uniformity. And there's the unity of is like there's no distinctions at all. But that's not a living awakening. In our living awakening, I become still distinct from Iowa, and each of you is distinct with your own name, your own form, the, the location you live in. So there's still distinctions, while a sense of connection becomes much, much stronger. So again, that forever connection, that sense of non-separateness. Um, Ken referred to just a few minutes ago, to this um, truth that many spiritual um, organizations or schools or paths, as well as energy medicine schools, talk about the head center, the heart center, and the belly center. And I want to bring up those to you because um, 
uh, they can be a clue depending on where our center of identity is as to how we might sense the field of non of non-separateness this connection and as a sweeping example of this i'm oversimplifying but you might find yourself in one of these examples and then find the more specifics in terms of you but people whose sense of identity tends to be more what we'd say in the head then they tend to have an awakening that's more based on they just get consciousness pretty easily it's like oh yeah i know that and they often also then their sense of connection is more the underlying field of consciousness that connects everything and they know yeah i am that thou art that all of this is that that alone is those are really come off their tongue very easily those tend to be more head-centered people people whose sense of identity is more in their heart their sense of non-separateness often has more of a flavor of love they also more like they might consider themselves more mutualites um, they really thrive in that self-other field. And they would also like to do practices like the, the head-centered people really like practices that are more like a meditative practice. The heart-based um, people are more likely to have a practice that is more uh, devotional. Like they might like to ch chant or something like that, chant some devotional, or maybe they do have a form formal religion that they go to and have group prayer in. They like a kind of um, connection often based, uh, really emotional, heart-based connection. That's their sense of non-separateness comes with that. And then the people that are more belly-sensed, it's very often that their sense of, um, of connection and unity comes when they're outdoors in nature. They're, 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 they ground themselves to the earth, to Mother Earth. They have their peak experiences, not when they're chanting bhajans and not when they're in church, but when they're on a mountaintop. And that sense of connection to nature is often strong. Now, none of us are really centered completely only in one of these three centers. We have overlaps, and wherever, though, if we have a strong identity in one place, we will start, as we continue in our awakening, we'll begin to move more fluidly between all of the centers, and we'll kind of get them all, um, and have more compassion for people in other centers, because we do get it more ourselves. So, um, But again, that's the connection piece that I wanted to um, bring up. And, and the sense of non-separateness is really important part of our awakening. It's not just consciousness, it's also the sense of non-separateness. And there's more that we're looking for in our awakening, but I'm not, that would be subject for another conversation. Um, so what I, um, I'm trying to think, I, the other thing I'm going to do today in this exercise that I'll start in a few minutes is also give a reference for why it can be important to do something like this exercise. And, um, I'm going to use the contrast between our, um, our principle of the hypermasculine versus green lighting. So the hypermasculine is a principle that we often do un, you know, unconsciously, where in trying to better ourselves or cope with life, we try to fix or control things. And we could even try to fix our spiritual life by excessive meditation or you know, 10-day silent retreats. Now, sometimes these are wonderful, but we can, we'll know if it's the kind of an excessive, I'm trying to get it right sort of thing. The hypermasculine is trying to get it right by doing something. Um, and then there's the green lighting, which we, we hope can be a balancing point, which is a little more feminine too, where we just are really with the present moment, allowing what to arise to be there and, and to just let it be as it is. So that can be that the, um, the green lighting or the more feminine. But what we want to watch out for is that we don't 
move so much into the feminine that it becomes a hyper-feminine. And what often happens if we have start being really hyper-feminine and very much um, just kind of going with the flow is we can also merge with the field of change. And that's not a whole being realization because we merge with the field of change to the point where sometimes um, that underlying field of non-change of silence is not in our recognition at all anymore. So what I'm going to lead you in is a practice right now. I mean, we're just going to practice it right now. And it's something you may want to do on your own or maybe not, but it is a practice. But I consider it a healthy masculine practice as opposed to one that's trying to fix and control. It's bringing the power of our own awareness. Consciousness is the underlying field of, of all of life, but it, we are also conscious beings. And the power of our awareness, our focused consciousness, it can be a very powerful um, transformational tool. So we're going to use our awareness during this particular exercise to direct our attention in different places. To see if by directing our attention in different places, we can activate a greater resting in that may be the ground of being, the web of support that's always there. And also even to start imagining, imagining with that tool of imagination we have and sensing with our physical bodies what that ground of being, that connective field, that web of support how we imagine it is, and we sense that it feels. So that's where we're going to engage, not just being completely green lighting. We're going to be curious. We're going to be wondering. We're going to be imagining. We're going to be sensing how this forever connection might be showing up for us in really simple ways, so simple that we might overlook them. And then also um, how we might find I like that phrase, as above, so below. So that consciousness is very abstract. That's what we could say is the above. But how does it manifest in the below? How do we find examples of it in real life experience? So we begin to realize this is a whole being lived experience of, of, of awakening. So I invite you to join this exercise with me. And you may, there's a couple ways you also might want to do it. Um, you might want to have your eyes closed. We often can sense inwardly more deeply if we close our eyes. You might want to turn your video camera off on Zoom. There's a little, um, if you scroll, use your cursor to scroll around, you'll see a stop video icon if you want to stop your video. I welcome you to do that. But if you think you would fall asleep with your eyes closed, you might want to just keep them downcast. So giving all of those pre preliminaries, I invite you to take a moment just to simply connect with your own breath. And the right way to connect with your breath is your way. There's no need to change it in any way. Just notice it. Our breath is always in the present moment. So it brings us to the present moment and it brings us into our own body. 
And I invite you to take a moment to sense the edges of your body and the extremities of your body. It's often easy to sense the feet and the hands at the extremities. And you can notice what your feet and hands are resting on. Now allowing your attention to be with the um, places of your body that are in contact with your chair or cushion you're sitting on. And just, you can just notice something like, is that cushion hard? Is it soft? Just noticing it in this present moment. And notice also that whatever you're sitting on is supporting you. Feel the support in something as simple as a chair. And see if it's okay if you rest into that sense of support just a little bit more. You might stretch your imagination to also imagine the sense of support, the ground of being, the ground of wellness that's also always there. Now bringing your attention inward into the body, sense for what feels alive right now. What in your body feels alive right now? Or open? Or spacious? Or at ease? And if you also notice something in the body that feels contracted or heavy or in pain, say hello to that. And notice that both a sense of aliveness and that sense of contraction can both be there. And now we'll take a little bit of time to take our awareness outside of our own body and to sense into the larger network or the web of human connection. At the very beginning of this meeting, we started with a little bit of silence and then the opportunity to perhaps just have your gaze fall on the other video screens of all the little video screens of the people on this call. At the beginning of this call, near the beginning, we all had a, a little time to check in. Our connection was growing. So sense into that larger network of human connection, however it shows up for you right now.
Take a moment to also sense for the connection that we have to the natural world. We're connected to the natural world in so many ways. When we connect to our breath, we're actually connecting to the trees that created the oxygen we breathe. And in so many other ways, we're connected to the natural world, the food we eat, the rhythms of the day. Those connections are always there. Take a moment to also sense what it's like to know I am a member of all living beings. I am connected to all living beings. Sense that connection, that network, that web. We are not separate from what is larger than us. And that larger web includes us. We are supported by that which is larger than us. The whole thing together is alive. Life wants to live. It lives through moment by moment process. It lives through moment by moment change. We are not separate from all of this. Sense the wholeness. Sense the forever connection. Sense how it lives in and as you. Sense the larger web of support that's always there. Now take a moment and invite from those deep places inside of you to perhaps reveal to you an expression that might work for you. Like I said, I found the forever connection and it's one that I'm playing with now. But there are many other phrases or words that we can use that might represent this underlying field of creation that supports and maintains and infuses all of life. So I'll give you a moment, maybe a word or a phrase will come to you. 
maybe forever connection works, maybe ground of being works, maybe fundamental wellness works. But look for what's working for you now in this moment. You can invite your body to also show you some way right now what support, what connection feels like to you. Our bodies can reveal things to us without words. Sometimes words can come, but it might, what support feels like to you, what this larger web of connection and support might feel like to you might come through a memory. Or it might come as a physical sensation. Or maybe as a word or an image. I remember a time in my life when that sense of of fundamental support, actually the image that came to me was like I was getting into a really big nest that was lined with soft lamb's wool. It was just there to support me. It didn't need anything. And it was soft support for me. Now, before we bring this exercise to a close, I wanted to read a Hopi poem to you. Perhaps the Hopis don't consider it a poem, but more of an invocation. It's meant to be read more than once, so I'll read it to you twice. And just feel it in your body. There is a circle here. There is a web. A network. Strands connecting those who share the vision, who feel the hope, who share the mystery. We touch life. We hear the planet's pulse. We work quietly, together and alone. Each task, each piece, each a part of wholeness. There is a circle here. There is a web, a network, strands connecting those who share the vision, who feel the hope, who sense the mystery. We touch life, we hear the planet's pulse, We work quietly, together and alone. Each task, 
each piece, each a part of wholeness, there is a circle here. I thank you for allowing me to lead you in this exercise. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast from the Trillium Awakening Teacher Circle. The musical accompaniment is Awaken by Wayne Kington. To learn more about Wayne and his music, visit www.waynejosephkington.com.